Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN. He's Joey Vitale joining us here on the show. Joe, how you doing today, Joey, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> hey, boys. I'm doing, I'm doing really good, hopefully better than Alex. Alex was having a contact issue last night. His eyes were all swollen up. He looked like Yakub Verana. <laughs> Joe, I got home and I took that contact out. No joke. I, I mean, I looked like, I mean, my eye was about as beet red as you can ask for. I looked like I sniffed a cat or something like that. Yeah, you look like you got stung by like 100 bees in your eyeball oh, yeah. and you're allergic to bees. Oh, yeah. It's all I, right, though. I made it home. I'm proud of you. I'm impressed I that you thrive under these conditions, Joey V. Hey, you're a hockey guy. You showed back up for work this morning. That's right, uh, and I did want to ask you about Jakub Vrana and the performance that he was able to put together last night, Joe. Uh, given the significant incident that took place at practice, uh, what, did that impress you as a hockey guy yourself to see Jakub Vrana perform like that? Heck yeah, it did. Man, a lot. You should have seen him. After the morning skate, he came in the locker room. He forgot something in his stall. He came back in. He had gauze up each nostril. He had tape across his nose, just holding it all together, basically, before he had to go get stitched up. I mean, it looked like it was a per- you could take a permanent marker and draw a line from the left outside of the nostril, underneath the whole nasal cavity, across the nose on the other side. I mean, any deeper of a cut, and I think his whole nose would have fallen off. That's how deep it was. And the fact that he played, had a full shield on, and to get two goals there in that first period, both power play goals, certainly was hockey tough and I think it's things like that to certainly endear yourself to your new teammate absolutely and Joe I, I personally loved that one-timer that he had on the power play could we see uh, Jakub Verana replace what David Perron was on the power play I don't know by this season because there's not as many games but maybe by next year well I think so. I mean listen you know he's a left-handed shot so of course Perron being a righty but you know what I think it's more of a Vladimir Tarasenko replacement you know, one thing about Tarasenko on the power play, especially as a left-handed shot, he was never very comfortable with one-timers. He always wanted to settle the puck down, pick his head up, and pick his spot. And this is a one-time threat that the Blues have been missing for quite some time. And I think every good power play, every good power play runs through at least one one-timer and sometimes two one-timers. And I think with Casperi Capitan on that right side and Veron on that left side. It certainly looks like they have some options for one-timers. Keep in mind, Jordan Cairo is starting to get more comfortable with his one-timer as well. I know one thing. I mean, you lose O'Reilly and you lose Vladimir Tarasenko. You bring in Verona, you bring in Kapanen. I think the one area where the Blues potentially were going to get exposed is you're going to start losing some guys who have some points that could produce. But really, I mean, you look at it, uh, the numbers are very similar when you compare both players in Kapanen and Verona and what, of course, Tarasenko and O'Reilly have done with their new team. So they haven't lost much ground there in the production standpoint. 
We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Joey's not a new player, but he's a fun one to watch. Another good night last night from uh, Pavel Buchnevich. I've been, uh, honestly, maybe I shouldn't have been, but a, a little surprised and impressed by the way that he's transitioned over to center. I know he's still getting uh, some playing time on that wing with Thomas and Cairo, especially when they need some of that offense that he brings to the table. What has stood out to you so far in the early signs of what we've seen from him at center, Joe? You know, I'll be honest with you, BK, it's just his attitude. You know, he's got an attitude about him. You know, he's a great personality off the ice, but he does he does walk around with a little bit of arrogance in a good way. And what I mean by that is you need that arrogance. You need that edge to play in this league. You need that arrogance, especially to play center. Look at that matchup last night. I mean, him and Erickson Eck, from the drop of the puck, they were like stepbrothers that couldn't stand each other. I mean, they were going at each other from the very first drop. Every face-off, there was a couple extra whacks. I thought Gord Dwyer and the veteran um, Hansen did a wonderful job last night keeping the game under control, but allowing the guys to really to fight it out and allowing the big boys to play that rough style of hockey. And certainly Buchnevich and Erickson Eck had that style. You look at his production last night, he gets the hat trick. To me, it's all a product of just the passion and the edge he brings to the game. You know, especially right now, this is a Blues team that is a little bit down in the dumps. You know, they're gonna, they've never been out of this, this. They've never been away from the playoffs or been out of the playoffs with this much time left in probably like seven or eight years. So it's a very new feeling. I was talking to Braden Chen about this the other day. He's never been out of the playoff race this early. Even his days in Philadelphia, he, he said that there was even that last week, seven, eight games to go before they realized they were going to miss. So it's a tough time to be a player, and it's really this time of the year where you need players like Pavel Buchnevich to bring that edge, to bring that kind of attitude and snarl to the game and just kind of mix things up. And that's one of the reasons why you loved what Bennington did last night as well. Just you need players with passion. you got to have players that care. And certainly with Buchnevich, Craig Berube's comments after the game pretty much said it all. You hear the tone of his voice. He said he was good. He's always been good. He's been good all year. I mean, he's just, he has <laughs> been Mr. Consistent when it comes to the offensive side of things. So, Joe, speaking of Bennington, we know what the national perspective of Jordan Bennington is. They call them antics, and we know what kind of the local side of it looks at because we've seen it with Jordan Bennington. But from a player's perspective, put yourself in the locker room, put yourself in one of the Blues skates in that situation last night. What's the reaction to Bennington's moves? If I'm a player in the Blues locker room after that game is over, and I'm, let's say, not Braden Shen, I'm probably fired up and pissed off at myself that I didn't do what Bennington did. You know, and to me, that's, that's what it comes down to. I think Braden Shen, of course, he got the 10 minute misconduct on Hartman. He was trying to stir something up. He was trying to spark something. I think Bennington was trying to spark something. I mean, if I'm a player, and besides those two players, I'm saying to myself, I'm probably kicking myself today, regretting maybe what I didn't do last night in that game. That game... It called for some gamers. It really did. It called for some guys with some edge. It called for some guys who wanted to stir things up and create some energy. And, they, and, just, and just put your foot down on the season saying kind of like enough's enough. You know, Bennington, there is, this, there is this shtick about him where it does appear that it's a little bit of antics. It does appear that it's a bit of a showman. He's, he's there just to entertain. But I tell you what. He challenged Marc-Andre Fleury last night. If it wasn't for the linesman, he would have fought him. So, to me, I mean, there was a lot of 
there was a lot of put up, shut up last night with him. And to me, I think he would have dropped the gloves and been extremely willing. He's fought before. He will again. And, you know, last night's game, I've always felt this way about Jordan, but now I feel this way even more. You love what he did because to me, you're like, finally, someone, go get him. Absolutely. Show, show that you care. Show the passion. Show that you're, you're fed up with the season, with the back doors and losing on home ice. I mean, to me, that's what it's about. And same way with Braden Chen. For him to go up and challenge Hartman after Hartman kind of uh, uh, got that little nick on Bennington after he scored, again, it's a response. Go, go do it. Go get it. Show that you're not going to put up with guys running into your goaltender. So, to me, Alex, I'm completely fine with it. In fact, I actually applaud it. I applaud the passion. I applaud that guys care. You want a team of players that care. Like that locker room, you have to have players that care. And especially this time of the year, you're going to find out what players really care. Because you're not playing for anything, but you're playing for pride. And if you're playing for pride, you're really going to expose the guys that care and the guys that don't care. And to me, for Craig Bruby and Doug Armstrong, this is a really good uh, litmus test to kind of find out who those players are. You know, Joe, somebody texted me last night during postgame, and they brought up the uh, the Jamie Ben-Alex Petrangelo spot where, you know, Jamie Ben sat on top of Petro and stood, sat there for a little bit, and nobody did anything. And they said the same thing about Bennington last night where Hartman bounces into him, he takes a couple of extra hacks, and everybody circled around and didn't do that. Is that more so of just the circumstance that the players were in, or was it just a spot where the players didn't recognize what was taking place? I think I think it's the latter. I think it's the second one, you know, because I know like a player like Justin Falk, who was right there. Justin Falk's fought in the past. I mean, he's fought Kadri. He's he's defended teammates. He's one of those players that will stick up for 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 the guy next to him. So I'm not going to say that it's the personality of Falk and he should have done something because he's done it in the past and he would do it again. I think sometimes you're just in that moment and you don't really you can't really grasp or comprehend that quickly what just happened. I, I found that the Hartman one, it kind of looked incidental. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And I think that the players on the ice, you can't really critique how they handle it because it is such a bang-bang play. I think when you look at the replay and you sleep on it and you look back, that's when you have time to really dissect what happened. And then maybe the players will make a different decision. But for the players to make the decision in the moment, I'm never going to criticize that because I've been in that position before. And sometimes it's really hard to know exactly what's going on. Um, and you only have seconds to react to it. Um, but at the same token, you know, you look at that, what happened with Petrangelo and Jamie Benn, you look at Bennington, and, you know, certainly the game has changed a lot over the years. I remember games where if Marc-Andre Fleury got ran when he was in Pittsburgh and I was on the bench. I remember Tony Granato, our assistant coach, coming up to me, and he did this about 70 times in my whole time in Pittsburgh when games kind of got out of hand like they did last night. And he would come up to me and very so quietly and gingerly and tenderly, he'd come over our left shoulder while I'm looking at, you know, the ice in the game. And he would just say something. He said, Joe, this is one of those games when the, when the game's over, you do not want to be on this bench. And I said, got it, coach. So, of course, then I would go out there and do something really stupid and get kicked out of the game and probably get suspended. <laughs> but, you know, the game has changed a lot. So you don't expect to see that every single game or on a weekly basis. But I think to, to Tony's point, you know, you want to endear yourself to your teammates. You want to be in this league a long time. You have to play with an edge, and you have to defend each other. And I think that this is something that's kind of gotten away from the game a little bit. Uh, but certainly, you look at some of the performances last night of some players that certainly sticked up for Bennington, including himself. You know, I think that that is a uh, very commandable thing. 
Joey, we'll get you out of here on this. Are you a big NCAA tournament guy? Are you going to be in on any uh, bracket pools or anything like that? You know what? I'm not BK, but I tell you what, this year I might I might change it up. I may I may throw out a bracket. I may watch a little bit of it. Uh, but before you know, I I was in high school when I was at CBC. Me and like a group of buddies every March we play hooky. We go over there um, to to some bar with McGurk's. Or some some other place, Helen Fitzgerald's. We went to. We actually skipped school one day to watch the tournament. Max in downtown uh, Alton, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we used to get wings and soda. We were just in high school. We couldn't have beer yet. Uh, but we get wings and we watch. We watch basketball all day. So it's been it's been some time. But maybe this year I'll change up my fortune. I think you probably should. I would recommend getting on that bracket soon, though, Joe. The, the tournament has officially Luckily, there's off. only one game, <laughs> so you got time, <laughs> Joe. Here I am, wasting my time talking to you. I got to get on it. I got to get on this bracket. Got to go. Get on it, Joey. We appreciate the time, man. See you, boys. That's you Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Always appreciate him hopping on the show. You'll hear him on the call tomorrow night. Blues at the Washington Capitals. 6 o'clock puck drop for that one. We'll have your pregame coverage tomorrow starting at 5.